Hi, welcome to Experiment with Joe Kupka. That's me. These super short episodes are designed to bring that injection of encouragement, inspiration, and maybe get you thinking a little bit. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Inspiritment from Joe Kupka. So this week I have a special guest with me, James Bryant, and I am really excited. We've been talking about having him on uh, whenever I see him for the last few months. So it's good to actually book it in, get it happening. And I know that you will get so much out of this conversation. So James, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell the people who Hi. you are. Yes, I'm a bonus, apparently. You are a bonus, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bonus episode. Um, so, uh, Jody, I, uh, you know me well, but your listeners don't. But we, um, we met. I'm more interested in talking about how we met. <laughs> Can I tell that it. story? Go okay. So we met when I spoke at an event that you were attending, uh, and I presume you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and because you emailed me later and you said, hey, uh, so I run this organization called Mops. Uh, we've got this training day. I'd love to get you, but we have no budget. Can we get you? <laughs> <laughs> and you caught my attention for, for two things. One, the courage to say, I've got no budget. Can you come anyway? <laughs> I was like, I like that. Even if I don't say yes to it, I like it. <laughs> Number two, uh, the organization Mops was very close to me in what it's done for some people in my extended family. And so my answer was yes. I had no idea that it was going to bring on this friendship, um, the respect that I have for you, what you do. Uh, and uh, it's been a real pleasure to serve Mops in whatever way I can and get to know you. But when I'm not doing that, what I do is I run a company called Lead Different. And you can see a, a what there is one of, I just realized I've got a little poster in the background. Um, and what we do is we do leadership training and development for organizations and for individuals. Uh, and so we work with leaders um, from uh, Telstra to Toyota, Woodside, RAC, uh, Optus, um, companies, people from different organizations all around the world. Uh, and different individuals from all around the world. Uh, and what we do is we, we do leadership training. And our main focus, and the point of difference for what I'd like to think we do is that we don't um, teach people how to lead others well. Because um, typically, I thought about this, I was thinking about this today. I was like, when a lot of what we do when we're trying to teach, get other people teach in leadership training is how to get people to do what you want, when you want, how you want it. And then what to do when they don't, when they can't, and they won't. <laughs> and there's this gap of in, in between what happens. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to what I like to call manipulation. <laughs> mm -hmm. So especially in the corporate environment, hey, uh, do what we want and we'll pay you or you'll get a pay or you'll get a promotion or whatever. And it's this manipulation and getting people to do what you want. Uh, our, our focus at Lead Different, to make a long story medium, is... Uh, that we prefer to help people become leaders worth following. Because uh, we've all had, I think we've all experienced that when you've worked for someone or you know someone and who they are is so great that you'll do anything to be around them. And yeah. so you'll work longer hours if it means you get to work on a project with them because you get to be in the same room with someone who just makes you better as a person. And so 
Uh, and we, we be- I believe, and we, because the team here at Lead Different, which includes you, Jody, um, <laughs> the team, what, what, what we believe is actually that uh, when you lead yourself well, that's when you become a person worth following. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the data out there shows that um, despite all this leadership training that's been around, like we live in the golden age of conferences and training and development, yet um, what, all, the, all the data points to a, a more disengaged workplace, um, which is kind of funny because it's like, what are we doing then? And no one's actually stopped to think, well, what are we doing then? Everyone just keeps throwing more stuff on the pile. Whereas I thought, something's wrong, something's not adding up. Like, okay, there's two things that define most of most organizations. And the first is chaos mm-hmm. and inertia, mm-hmm. right? So there's a high amount of chaos in that no one seems to know what anyone's doing. And there's a high amount of inertia. Inertia, I guess another way of describing inertia is like, but we've always done it this way, <laughs> is, a, is a great way of describing inertia. So uh, dealing with the chaos and inertia, I was like, why is that? I was like, oh, because actually most of our lives can be described as high amounts of chaos and inertia. So we developed some programs and some ways of doing and thinking around uh, dealing with that in our lives. Oh, that's a long description. I get really passionate about this, Jody. <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. That's why I wanted to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's okay, and, and I'll tell you one of the one of the secrets is so I was working for a, a multinational organization. Um, and they're not huge. They they got like I think they got about four thousand staff. Uh, I was talking to, and I was working with one of their executives one time, and I'd, I'd taken him through our our pilot our main flagship program of the Ignite program, and I was doing some one on one coaching with him. He was paying me for at the end of it, uh, and. Uh, well, the thing that excites me most about this is so so whether his organization makes another, you know, 5% revenue, I don't actually care, right? Like, who cares? Like, shareholders make money on dividends on their shares. Yay, whatever. Cool. Great. But this guy called me up. Uh, it was about 2 a.m. on like a Saturday night, Sunday morning. So 2 a.m. Sunday morning. And he called me up in a panic and he was paying me enough money that I answered my phone. <laughs> and he, he, had a, he had a real panic going on. And the panic we figured out was that he realized this guy's a really high executive and he, he was realizing and panicking because he said, I don't want to lose my marriage. And I was like, great. Why are we panicking? Because everything up to now, I've been prepared to lose my marriage. But I've realized that I, the, what I'm building with my, with my wife and my 11-year-old, my 13-year-old, I would give up my job before I lost that. And so what that what was actually happening in his life is the stuff that he was learning about leading himself for work was impacting him at home too. His home life was getting better. He was showing up as a better husband, as a better dad. And as, because he was showing up that way, he was getting it back from his wife and kids in that they were embracing him more. And he was feeling this whole different family environment that he was like, oh, if I... Because the narrative that was told at that organization was to, to get to the very C-level he wasn't quite C-level, but to get to the C-level executive positions, it was going to cost you your marriage because of all the time that you spent away from your home. And he was having this awakening moment of like, I'm not prepared to give that up. That may be, That's what makes me excited um, because now his kids and his wife uh, have got a, a better human being in their life. Um, and so that kind of, you know, that, that's what gets, gets me going. I don't care whether Toyota sells more cars or not. Like, I just don't. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. And that's definitely my heartbeat as well. And kind of the focus of this podcast is kind of looking at that whole life perspective on how yeah. living well in that whole life perspective and leading ourselves yeah. well in that, no matter 
it doesn't matter what title you are, you can be a stay-at-home mum and leading mm-hmm. yourself well in that space. Um, yeah. And so I love... Well, and Because that's really interesting because you've actually just reminded me, it goes the other way too. So my wife is a stay-at-home mum, right? She homeschools our two kids. She's yeah. like, you couldn't get more stay-at-home mumish than my wife. Uh, because of how she shows up, I'm better at work because she's leading herself well at home where the level of chaos and inertia at home is so low that no matter what's, and it's low, not because we have this perfect existence, we, we whatever, it's, it's low because of how we, she shows up and how she, you know, we're raising our kids, but because she leads herself so well, I'm a better boss, like coworker, um, all that stuff. And that's, you're right. It goes, that's really fun. It goes the other way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just, all around um and so it is this picture of yeah living ourselves leading ourselves well and living these lives that we love what i want to really hone in on today is i think so often when people are talking about goals and they can get a bit of a skewed idea of self-leadership of you know you have to be doing more and you have to be you know more productive and you know reaching these high-powered goals and and all those sorts of things um yeah the low-hanging fruit yeah yeah so what do you think is kind of the difference between some of the some of the material that's out there that's sort of like you know go for your goals and and all these sorts of things and what you would view as self-leadership yeah so and this is one of the things that like it reminded me i just started a round of some more corporate ignite programs yesterday and we did week one and in week one we talk about the basics of self-leadership um and uh, it was really, I was, I was, I was having to push back on some of them because when we talk, whenever we talked about vision, which is you know goals and vision, what they want to achieve, um, everything kept coming back to stuff and things, uh, and and I, I had to push them really hard to think a little bit beyond that because um, one of the things that I, I especially twenty twenty, I mean twenty twenty was a great example of this. You could have had all the goals in the world. And I bet virtually none of them were achieved, especially if you're a small business owner as ourselves, yes. <laughs> as we experience, um, like all that stuff got shelved, even, even, but even not as small business, even mops, which you, which you run, even that's they're all the goals for 2020 of like, Hey, we're going to have a national conference. <laughs> no, you're <I'm> not. <laughs> <laughs> you're not leaving the state. <laughs> uh, whatever goals we had last year, were all obliterated. And what was left in the place was an opportunity where we really came face to face with the idea. And this is where I say, who you want to become in the process is more important than what you achieve. Uh, And so just because you achieve your goals, who cares? Who you became in the process is what matters. Uh, And so you can set the loftiest goals in the world and you can achieve them and become an utter jerk. Uh, You can lose all your relationships you can um, uh, re- be a, become a repellent person uh, where essentially people don't want to be around you. But, or there's another thing, and it's not an either or where you're achieving your goals makes you a bad person. What I'm saying here is that you can achieve your goals and in the process, see the process as just as important because the process is where you grow into the person who can be trusted with. You grow into the person who can, uh, and, that, and that's, I remember, um, 
reading about it was like a it was a bazillionaire like Warren Buffett I think it was uh, and he said earning a billion dollars isn't as fun as becoming the person who can deliver a billion dollars worth of value mm. I was like ah that was interesting and it got me thinking I was like okay what's even more important that even more important is becoming the person who can be trusted with a billion dollars because that's a big thing like a lot of us think we can be trusted with a million dollars or a billion dollars and I know that like, because I've always had these goals of how much I want to earn through my company and stuff like that. And even in though I work in self-leadership and stuff like that, I'm not sure if I was given, you know, two, $2 billion tomorrow, I'm not sure I wouldn't self-destruct. Yeah. It'd be slow, but if it would just happen and it went or happened overnight, I mean, that's what overnight success destroys us. And so this thing is, is understanding that your goal is not just the stuff and the things, but your goals are bigger than that in that your goals if you don't have a component that you're focusing on, who is who am I going to become in this process? You're missing most of the value. So if you aren't aware of who you want to become as you are going for something big, as you're propelling forward, if you don't have an idea of, of what it's going to do in you, uh, you're you're rolling the dice and you're playing some risky games. Um, and even I guess even my friend at Woodside, that was one of the issues where he said, oh, everyone here, to achieve that, you're probably going to lose your marriage. As opposed to going, who am I going to become as a in the process of, of achieving these workplace goals? Um, can I become the person who's trusted with whatever, whatever? But anyway, yeah, I think I've answered your question. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Absolutely, the, the, the who, not the what, is definitely yeah. focus. Yeah, yeah, because because we one of the things we talk about at Lee Different is there's only two things that you're ever in control of. You in control of your perception. So how you perceive things that are said to you, things that are happening around you. You can't control what happens around you. You can control how you perceive them, and then you can control your actions. And so because we can't control what's happening around us, there's so many things in your goals that you can't control. The only thing you can control is who you become in that process, whether they make you, whether they break you, whether you grow stronger from these things, whether they destroy you. Uh, and so I always... Um, my alarms going off start going off when when people skip over that process mm. uh because uh, yeah i've seen it destroy people <laughs> absolutely yeah. I'm sure we can all think of people where they get yeah. to where they wanted to be and then it all just kind of implodes there's even a handful of people in my who've, who've done my leadership programs who just haven't understood that and it's and uh, six months on i look at their lives and and it almost I feel it and it's this, this space that I sit in. I go, did I cause that? Because I wasn't able to communicate it to that to the degree that they understood what they were doing. Um, it's, a, it's a strange space to sit in as a leadership development where you're like, if I don't communicate this well, people can destroy and self-destruct. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's one particular young guy I know who's yeah, absolutely self-destructed his life. Um, and he, he did our program, but and I knew going out of it, I was like, he's missed this. And I tried to, I met with him two or three extra times because I knew he'd missed it, but he still didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but then again, I can only control my perceptions and my actions. Absolutely. Can't control him. Especially <laughs> <laughs> as we'd like to someday. Absolutely. What comes to mind for me, uh, and something that I've been wrestling with in the last little while, obviously, you know, I've done the Ignite program as well. and. I now have implemented this new program for teens with these concepts and so I'm really familiar with them. 
but you know for all of us it's on the ground every day actually yeah. things interactive and making it happen and yeah. when there's those days where you're really tired or something happens in your family or you know there's a job loss or whatever it might be but those tough times that kind of hit you upside the head as it were how yeah. do we keep focused on these sort of self-leadership things without just kind of this cliche i'll just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep going um, <laughs> because i don't think that's terribly helpful <laughs> the no it's not it doesn't, doesn't make us want to actually <laughs> keep going um so how how would you see self-leadership and those sort of principles applying in those times those really tough times yeah it doesn't even have to be tough times is my response to that <laughs> this is very true. i received I received an email yesterday um, and uh, it was from a, uh, it was, so one of the programs we run, we run with an, an embedded person in that organization uh, and someone from that organization sent me this email and <laughs> instantly, one sentence in, my desire to be right and to look good just went into overdrive and I started typing a response. I typed up the whole paragraph. And then I knew immediately, I was like, oh, this isn't who I want to be. I hit delete, uh, emailed the embedded person and said, hey, guess what? I was going to send an email, reply to it because they got they were part of the email. This is the email I was going to send. It happens to all of us. <laughs> uh, and I didn't send it. And so it, it from the outside, it might look like that I have a complete control of, of that, you know, what we call it in, internally, what we call the jets um, from the outside. But, you know, anyone who works with Lee Different knows that I'm very open with like <laughs> when I don't. And so this, my, my honest answer with this is, um, so immersion is one of the most powerful things. Uh, and having people around you who know who you want to become who are able to speak the language that is your language that means something to you. So, um, uh, so I'm just trying to think of some examples that I can use of with you yeah, maintaining anonymity for others involved. <laughs> yes, protect people's privacy. Yeah, let's just use me then. Uh, and so, so even um, the other day, I was some some stuff was going on with. Um, I'm just trying to decide who's going to hear this. <laughs> With some extended family. Uh -huh. And uh, I turned to my wife uh, and I said, why don't we just da -da 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 -da, and said some stuff that we should do that it was suggestions. Now, those suggestions were neither helpful. Uh, and so with my kids, we say, hey, was that helpful or harmful uh, or hurtful? And, uh, and she turned to me and she goes, those sound harmful, not helpful. Mm. Uh, I said, yes, you are correct. And without her there, I'm off to the races. Um, but there's, there is some, there is some beyond that, there's some other stuff in self-leadership. And, you know, we create a ton of these little mantras, which are, which are actually a little bit helpful in that um, they're just language that means something. And so the, the problem with pull yourself up by the bootstraps is it doesn't actually help. <laughs> like, have you tried to pull yourself up by your bootstraps? like the whole thing is so stupid like a i don't wear i'm not wearing boots b there's no straps on my shoes and if i was all i'd be doing is pulling my foot up i'm not pulling myself up uh and so the whole concept is crazy but you mentioned a really good one before 
is who not how you know when your how of when how you want to achieve something gets destroyed by a pandemic or something uh, and you're going down a negative talk path okay it's it's all about who i want to be not how i want to do it okay who do i want to be in this moment um and so it's it's that's a helpful statement like that's something that just actually does something where it's pulling yourself you know it's like oh uh, I had someone tell me, it was a couple of weeks ago, they're like, oh, you're kind of like a self-made man. And I thought, this is the, like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, and, and I think I mentioned it in staff meeting the other week. I was like, you know, without my family, without my wife, without my you know, mother, without my, like, are you kidding me? I would have quit this job. I would have quit this company that I started four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so understanding, I guess, um, in, like building a tribe is really important right and you would you would know this like and sometimes if, and it's sometimes it's it's not even where like so so originally i couldn't find a tribe of people that i wanted to join so i built my own <laughs> right uh, and that was that that's become my tribe and it, and it's not that there's anything wrong with it else but i just looked around in my immediate vicinity i was like I, there's I, I i'm just not seeing it and so I started a company that does it. <laughs> and now I've got this incredible tribe of people. Uh, and, uh, you know, you are a part of that. Um, and people who, my friends like Kyron, Caleb, um, Josh, uh, and a whole bunch of people from, you know, Elise and people, there's all these people who I can just call up and go, hey, this is what's going on. <laughs> Uh, and so between those two things, having, cause sometimes just a simple, like a mantra, who, not how, um, stuff like that can, can, um, can be helpful, but sometimes you need more, uh, and others can provide that for you and having them on speed dial. Uh, and I guess in that case, not only need the tribe, you need the humility to just say, <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> Absolutely. So being willing to ask for help and realizing that that's doesn't actually mean that we're not leading ourselves well like, yeah the process of leading yourself well is asking for help exactly. absolutely um because i i do hear that sometimes from people that it's kind of can become this focus of oh i have to be completely independent i have to be completely strong enough within myself to not need anything else i'm like mm, i don't yeah. think that's human i don't think i haven't seen that that's who we're supposed I, to be as people in community. I, uh, yeah, so I, I had the privilege of working with a guy uh, and living with a guy in America who Time Magazine said, uh, named in 2006, this, it was just after I left America and living with him, they named him as the 15 world leaders who matter most. And so I got to live with this guy's a really influential leader. Um, you've never seen a human being more reliant on his tribe. <laughs> uh, we were talking weekly meetings with his, you know, tribe, as well as checking in with them whenever needed and doing it just unashamedly. This guy's, this guy's sold like 80 million books, right? <laughs> uh, and you've never seen someone check in with their tribe so, so much um beyond you know the fact that he would be a shell of a man without his wife <laughs> and I, I saw them in action and that that thing but but yeah like you know even the best leaders who have ever worked with have had 
uh, a tribe around them. Um, I will say this, though. If you, and because I've seen this at that level, and this guy wasn't like this, but at that level, sometimes your tribe can just become yes people. (laughs) uh, And that doesn't serve you. Like your tribe should be people who care about you enough to let you know when you're, you're shying, when you're not leading yourself well. (laughs) Absolutely. Being able to call each other. Because sometimes we do have blind spots and we don't even... No, not sometimes, Judy. We <laughs> we always have blind spots. <laughs> yeah, and so we need that. And uh, I know we do this for each other and other people that lead different. Like we'll be talking about something like, "Oh, what's that language you're using right now?" And you know, yeah. you kind of pick that up and go, "Oh yeah, hang on, let's change that." Uh, and it is it's so helpful to have those people around you that speak your language and can spur you on to be who you want to be in the first place yeah Yeah. and yeah I think that's great like even in those low motivation days that we all have and yeah some for longer periods of time than others um, as a days or like weeks (laughs) (laughs) months um but I think that's really helpful in those days as well to kind of go yeah. okay, it doesn't matter if I'm not hitting this massive goal today. Who do I yeah. want to be for my kids in this moment? Yeah. And that might just yeah. mean something simple, like mm-hmm. getting floor and playing for five minutes. Like something yeah. simple and uh, being able to reframe that and refocus on, okay, what's actually important in this moment for who I'm wanting to be in this yeah. season of my life. Yeah. And learning to... Um... Because we're going to have times and, and moments when we aren't who we actually want to be. Uh, and typically what that does for most people is it spirals us out for a while. And I say us because it's it's all of us, not Absolutely. like a, uh, it spirals us out for a while. And we spend a bit of time in that moment. And when you're leading yourself well, doesn't mean you don't have those moments. What it means is that the spirals are shorter. Um, and each and when you're leading yourself well and you're on a, on a roll is that each time you might have that moment, that moment lasts shorter. And shorter uh and that those periods are like oh yeah i don't have to choose that i can actually get out of this who do i want to be am i willing to be humble enough to backtrack um yeah because you know i've got a four-year-old at home <laughs> yeah and i was, I was actually it was a six-year-old last night who i started going down a track a conversation of telling him off for something uh and i got halfway through and i was like hey wait a second kiddo do you know dad's real sorry he's like what do you mean i'm like because i haven't been talking to you right have i has it been helpful the way i've been talking to you and he looked at me like not really i was like okay i'm sorry kiddo let's try this again uh and it was like do i keep going down and then like convince myself i was right by having you know that self-talk of Oh, I can't believe he did that. That was such a terrible thing that my six-year-old did. Whatever. And it wasn't even a big thing. It was tiny. And just like, wait, why am I heading in this direction? And just the willingness to to not just internally backtrack, but to let him know, hey, I'm backtracking. Because yeah. um, even at six, he knew I was headed in the wrong direction. Like our kids know when we're going in the wrong Boy. direction. <laughs> oh. no, we might as well let them know that we know too. Like it's... If anything, it's a it's a way to maintain that. Oh yeah, my parents do know what they're talking about. 
exactly. And I mean, I'm always very conscious of the fact that our day to day, we're modeling to our kids the type of people that they're going to grow up to. Like, yeah. we are modeling this behavior all the time. And I know I have always yeah. been incredibly grateful to my parents and my dad in yeah. particular, who was always willing to apologize and say, I overstepped, let's backtrack. Yeah. That has stuck with me. Like, that has always stuck with me. And I yeah. respected him so much more for that. And I was willing to listen to him so much more. Yeah. Because he wouldn't just dig in and have to be right at everything. And that makes <laughs> such a difference. Such Huge a difference. difference. Yeah. Yeah. A conversation that I'm willing to, uh, that I'm not willing, I'm, I'm like, I actually can't wait to have with my kids when they're like, I don't know how old they're going to be. I'll figure it out when they get to the age. Because, <laughs> you know, I've only, I've only, I've only, you know, the most I've parented is a four-year-old and a six-year-old. I haven't gone any older. But when they're a bit older, and I, th I think it's going to be around 16, uh, having conversation with them going, hey, everything that I've shown you, I want you to like write a list of what you want to keep, but also what you want to transform and not repeat. I'd, I'd love to know that list and sit down and talk with them and celebrate both lists and help give them tools to not repeat the things that they saw in me. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is going to be a humbling experience. <laughs> But I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be worthwhile. I think it's better worthwhile. word than fun. Maybe better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it'll help maintain, while they are teenagers, a, a healthy relationship with them. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Because no one ever had that with, no, neither of my parents had that with me. And uh, on my own, though, one, one of the things, I, when I moved, was 18, I moved to America um and i was over there for uh, and i know i love my parents but i was over there for three months before i contacted them mm -hmm. so and it was it wasn't because i was mad or angry or anything i just went and did my thing and i you know my mother bless her no, knew that no news is good news now this is back in '98 as well, so like it wasn't like the internet was actually the internet was a thing. Uh, very, very I don't know if I had an email address. Yeah. What's that? Very beginning of a thing. Yeah, it was a beginning of a thing, but it wasn't like what it is now. But in in that process, one of the things that I, I was and I was a weird kid at 18, but I looked around at these people around me and I was like, "That's different to everything I've ever known. Yeah. I want that." And so over the next you know three whatever half four years whatever I was over there. I um I spent focusing and building um those things into my life. Uh and it was a really crucial growth time for me where um you know this you know getting to meet people afterwards and they're like whoa you're you know some stuff they're like you're so like your parents and they're like but you don't have this though how do you not have that uh and uh, it's it's 100% the people that I got to hang out with and and be around um, and, and learn from them. And so to do that for my kids without them having to leave, <laughs> I think could be a, yeah, it could be a fun thing. And maybe they'll leave anyway, because, you know, I married an American girl and they're, you know, maybe they'll want to go visit America. <laughs> yep. They're dual citizens, may as well use their passport. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even think yeah. of that in terms of like people around us who we, like maybe who lead us. Like I've yeah. always thought that of, you know, when I'm in a role and I've maybe taken over to someone, I'm like, 
I love the way they've done that. And I love the way they've done that, but I really don't yeah. like this bit and I'm going to change that. And I think that can apply all over our life. That's how we learn from other people often. Is oh, yeah. Like, oh, I really love these bits. I don't like that bit so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, would even, I would even suggest that, you know, I'm just drawing something and then I'm going to show it on the screen. Sure. One of the most interesting things is understanding. Look at my brilliant drawings. Beautiful. <laughs> is that when we're when we're interacting with people, more often than not. So this is an iceberg. Whoa, mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing stuff in reverse. Is this drawing? It's not drawing anymore. Uh, so pretend, pretend that I know what I'm doing when it comes to technology. <laughs> but. Um, Pretend that's a water level. Mm -hmm. And so typically when we view, when we see people and we see what we want to like maybe um, bring into our own lives, we see results and actions. So RNA, and that's all we see. And oftentimes what we try to do is we focus on, let's see if I can draw an arrow. Oh my goodness, I did it. We, we focus on the results. Sometimes we get to see the action. Well, Sometimes we get to see the actions, but what's interesting is that uh, what's actually lying underneath it all is words and thoughts and a thought life. And getting understand and drilling down into those areas is where the real magic happens. Um, but typically, anytime we're trying to change any kind of behavior or something, this is what we focus on just up here. But that that's what I call that technical change, where stuff technically changes, <laughs> but it's not deep-seated change. It's usually short-lived, kind of like six months at the most. Um, but the real deep-seated change that happens long time is when you get to know people and you understand, see, oftentimes, I'm not talking about the words that they use that we hear, the words that happen internally, yeah. the conversations that we have to ourselves, because we all know what it's like. And people say, oh, yeah, I have conversations with myself all the time. I'm like, I have 15 conversations with about 18 different versions of me. And I say versions of me because I say each, each moment that, I'm, that I exist in creates a different version of me. And, and uh, so there's like at least 18 versions of me in this call at the moment where I'm like, did I say that right? I can't believe I didn't, what, you know how that goes. Maybe you don't, but I know how it goes. And so well, I'm pretending that you do. <laughs> and so understanding what's happening in those moments with the words and the thoughts that are driving that uh, and how and by thoughts these things essentially are how we relate to ourselves which is essentially how we lead ourselves and so understanding that there's a whole bunch of stuff that we want to copy of other people but just doing that is going to be about as useful as me using this tablet um <laughs> It's going to be pretty futile. What the real value comes from is slowing it down and getting to understand the conversations that they're having internally and the way that they think about themselves, the way they think about other people, the way that they address themselves. Um, it's really, really crucial. Oh, side note, Jody, this is going to be interesting. Do you know what I discovered the other day? What? Talking to yourself in the third person is uh, much more impactful than talking about yourself in the first person. That makes sense. So if I wanted to change a behavior, so today I was, so here's a very real example of that. Uh, 
today I got up and I've got a bursitis in my elbow, which means there's like a, like the, the cushioning or something has burst. And so it's painful. And then I've got tendonitis on both sides, which the physio was like, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> I was like, cool. Anyway. Um, so I've, I've got a really painful elbow and I was like, oh, I, my, you know, uh, it'd be good to go to the gym today. Oh, but my elbow is really sore. And so I was immediately was like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym because what happens if you go to the gym? It's painful and it takes time and it could be at work or it could be at home, but the gyms are the only reasons to not go to the gym. Now, the, all these reasons are the path of least resistance. The path of value is actually going to the gym, show up to the gym and work my butt off at the gym because then I feel better. I think better. All those things flow on from that. But I was trying not to do that. I was trying to get out of it because I had this excuse of the elbow. I had a conversation with myself and it wasn't like, now, who do I want to be in this moment? Oh, I want to be the person who goes to the gym three times a week. I said that at first. I was like, no, 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 that's actually not working because I still hadn't packed my bag to go to the gym. I said, James. And so then then I changed the conversation to myself internally. I said, James, you are the kind of person who goes to the gym three times a week. James we're relying on you to go to the gym three times a week. <laughs> and, oh, I packed my bag because yeah. I packed my gym bag and I've got it here and I'm going to go to the gym uh, on my way home from work today. Um, and it dramatically changed it. This is a, like, this is, and you guys, you podcast watchers and listeners, you're getting to watch friend James and Jody just chatting. This is something that I would share with Jody on the phone. And I'd be like, hey, Jody, guess what? I've discovered this thing. And so then I went, I did some research on it last uh, Monday, which was yesterday. I did some research um, around this about talking into yourself in the third person is a more effective way to lead yourself. So anyway, side note that I went down. Welcome no, to Conversations with James. Because there's a, there's a therapy tool where you say out loud what you would say to a friend if they're in the same situation. And it's it, yeah. speaking in that third person. And it sort of yeah. separates them a little bit, but has more power. Yeah. Hmm. But even in your self-leadership... By the way, can you hear a drilling in the background? Very, very vaguely. I had a okay. with a power tool too, so. Okay. We have a, I think it's a, it's something big and loud here. Um, <laughs> so listeners, I do apologize for the works that are happening in my building. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a really interesting tool that I'm going to integrate somehow into something that we do, Jody. <laughs> That'll be fun. So yes, this this is kind of how we work. We just kind of bounce stuff off and yeah. <laughs> ideas and hey, how can we do this? Um, so it's it's a lot of fun, and this is why you need people in your life that you could do yeah, that. Yeah, this is an example of the tribe, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Because then you just shared with me, oh yeah, there's actually a psych tool that's used based around the same kind of thing. I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to go down that rabbit hole when when we're done with this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Well, that has been a lot of gold already. And I hope people have kind of gleaned a few tidbits that they can kind of take with them into their week. Uh, yeah. Is there anything that you would desperately want to share before we wrap? Yes. Go. yes. Here's my thing. So here's why self-leadership matters. Because everything you want in your life, the only person who's going to get it is you. The only person who can lead you there, the only person who's going to give you the opportunities is you. Now, do I believe that anyone is therefore any self-made? No, (laughs) because we all have a tribe around us, but your tribe can't make your decisions for you. They can't lead you. 
you are the only one who can lead you. And so you might think, no, I've got all these leaders in, at work. If your leaders want you to do something and you don't want to do it, I promise you, they can't make you do it. It's just like any toddler, right? You can't make a toddler do something until the toddler acquiesces and says, yes, I'm going to do it. Because you can pin them to the bed. You are going to sleep. Sure they are, <laughs> right? You are going to do this. Sure they are. So self-leadership, because so many people are like, what's the point of all this? And what? Because what you want, who you want to become is not going to happen on accident. It only happens because you lead yourself there. Uh, and so I would encourage all your listeners to begin to think like that. Go, where am I leading myself? Uh, where am I going? Who am I becoming? And uh, if you want some help with that, reach out to us. Um, either you or me, we can both help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's my life's work. It took it took the greatest um, uh, earth shaking uh, a tragedy. No, it's not a tragedy. I don't know what. How do I describe it? A thing in my life to discover this and i just hope that people don't have to go through what i went through to discover the value of self-leadership and so that's why it's become my 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 life's work absolutely <laughs> yeah. and so helping people discover this and go through this process and learn to do this better um is is what um, i'm so passionate about and if people don't understand why i just wanted to throw in a quick why at the end of is that because everything you you want in life is on the other side of you leading yourself well um and so I want to help people get there. And I want to create amazing families. I want to create amazing workplaces. Uh, I want to create amazing sporting clubs. <laughs> yeah. All the places. That's how we change the world, isn't it? We yeah. The individual. Yeah. 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 And that's what I said. I said to, you know, some people said, why'd you start lead different? I said, because one of my city kids grew up in the best city on the planet. <laughs> uh, and I'm working on it. We're getting there. <laughs> making dance <laughs> yeah we are and it's fun like the lead different tribe is now getting pretty big like people run into each other all the time and yeah. i hear stories i read people email me they're like i was having coffee with someone the other day, and the halfway through i was like have you done stuff with lead different or the ignite <laughs> program <laughs> yeah we give and they turn that they have and then they're friends what's that that we give ourselves away <laughs> yeah yeah words we use yeah hey uh, and for all your listeners hey Stay plugged in maturity. She's doing some really cool stuff in her life. Um, it's, it's so encouraging seeing what she's doing in herself and how it's flowing out into all the things that she's involved in, whether it's mobs, whether it's writing, um, whether it's stuff she's doing with us, um, whether it's the stuff in her faith community. Like it's really, it's really exciting to see uh, the transformation and the growth that happens uh, in this woman so she's a person worth having in your tribe so even if that means that you just listen to her and watch her keep doing that because that's how you can sometimes your people are in your tribe that don't even know that they're there by ways of how you learn from them so if that's you and you're listening to this stay in jody's tribe she's a person she's done the work to become a person worth following thank you i appreciate that I appreciate yeah <laughs> All right, we will wrap it up here. But yes, please do stay in touch. Uh, check out all the links in the descriptions and you can tune in again next time. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you want to stay in touch, please look me up on social media. 
Joe Kupka. That's J-O-K-O-E-P-K-E on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you head on over to the website in the show notes, you'll be able to stay in touch via email too. I look forward to hearing from you. Take care.